to be a part of this time of celebration. Amen. There will be a reception downstairs following the service, and we want you to take some time to come and, and uh, fellowship with us after the service is over. Amen. We've got uh, some visiting ministers here tonight, and I want to take just a moment and recognize them, and I want them to come and to greet this congregation and, um, and uh, say what's on their heart tonight. And we'll begin with Brother Owens, and uh, we love Brother Owens around here. We've just adopted him here at New Life, and, and uh, we appreciate them being here, and he's going to be sticking around preaching for us on Sunday morning, and so we're looking forward to the good word of the Lord then. Brother Owens, come and greet this congregation. Praise the Lord, everybody. Aren't you thankful you can feel the Spirit of the Lord in this place tonight? Amen. Give honor to Pastor Sister Riggin and her family tonight for 13 years in this church family. Give honor to these ministering brothers on this platform. I feel like a, I don't know, fat girl Tom, I guess, one man ship. <laughs> it's kind of out of place. Maybe I should say a fish out of water. <laughs> that sounds better. But anyhow, I'm the least of the least, and, uh, but I give honor to these good men of the Lord, and uh, I'm hungry to hear from God tonight, believe we're going to hear from the Lord, and didn't we hear from the Lord last night, and I believe we're going to hear from the Lord tonight, amen, and I know 13 years of fasting represents a lot of battles, a lot of heartaches, a lot of pain, a lot of fights, but a whole lot of victory. And a whole lot of miracles. And a whole lot of Holy Ghost. Amen. God bless you. It's good to be here. Looking forward to hearing from the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Owens. And Brother Epley is with us tonight. And Sister Epley and their niece. And I want Brother Epley to come. I tell you, he blessed this church for the three weeks that he was with us. And I want him to come tonight. Amen. And greet this congregation, and then I've asked him to, to uh, introduce his niece. She's going to sing tonight, so we're looking forward to that as well. Come right ahead, Elder. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Man of God said they'd reached to one place, and they had just won a battle against the enemy. And they said, hitherto, the Lord has helped us. You know what he was saying? So far... So good. Everybody say, so far, so good. Amen. Why, some folks, when you got in church, some folks said they won't last three weeks. But here you are tonight. So far, so good. Glory. Amen. There's probably folks that said Brother Riggin wouldn't, wouldn't be here 13 years. But so far, so good. Amen. If the Lord's helped us this far, I believe he's going to take us the rest of the way. I want to give honor to your good pastor and his wife and this church family. I feel excited about being here tonight. You know, evangelizing has been quite different for me. I've pastored all my life, and uh, so I've been able to go to meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. But evangelizing, I hadn't got to do that. I have to hear myself. That gets old. I know what I'm going to say before I say it. You know what I mean? So I ain't never surprised. And the few times I am surprised, it ain't good. 
Glory to God. So I, I was real excited about coming here and hearing Brother Calvert preach. And if he don't preach to anybody else, he can preach to me. I need it. Amen. I come with my basket empty. Amen. To fill it up. Amen. We're glad Autumn's come up and visit us for about a week. And she just had her 18th birthday. And so her mother and dad let her fly up from Alabama. And she's a Bama girl. Amen. And uh, we want her to come. Maybe she'll sing a number for y'all. And we're just glad glad, uh, glad to have her. We didn't know she was really going to be here this long. Things kind of worked out. And uh, uh, so she... Uh, she really wanted to come to church tonight. We we gave her a choice, you know, since she's flying out in the morning. This was going to be her last night. She said, no, I want to go to church and hear Brother Calvert preach and, and meet Brother and Sister Riggin. Amen. So we're glad about that.
Are you glad for an on-time God? Oh, hallelujah. Amen, amen. And he is just that. He's always on time. Amen. It's not based on our time. Hallelujah. I said that the other night when I was preaching. We, we, we think we've got our time clocks, but the Bible says that God inhabits eternity. Amen. He's not looking. He's not looking at the clock like we are. He's not watching the calendar like we are. Amen. But he's going to be on time. And I thank God for that. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for those songs. Praise God. And what a privilege it is tonight to have a neighboring pastor and a friend, a gentleman and a Christian. Amen great man of God, Brother Brent Calvert, and uh, in the time that we have moved here to Kansas City, Brother Calvert and his dad have just been so kind to us and uh, befriended us, and we appreciate it so very, very much. And uh, I was talking to him the other day, and I said, look, why don't we just do some trading out? But the problem, what I didn't tell him was, he's so good. And I'm so bad that it may take three or four of my nights to make up for one of his, but whatever it takes, we'll, we'll do it. Amen. But I'm so thrilled that he agreed to come really on a short notice and, uh, and fill this slot tonight, amen, and, and preaching here for this night of anniversary service. Brother Calvert, it means a lot to me that you're here, and I mean that. I know you've, he's got a lot going on, remodeling their church. And a lot of things happening, but he took time to come and be with us. And I, I, am, I am so honored that he did. I really, really am. Amen. And so I want him to come tonight. I want him to take his liberty, whatever he feels in the Holy Ghost. But we're, we're here to have church, right? It's Friday night. Now, those of you, those of you that were not raised in the church, you know what Friday night was like. You weren't worried about getting out of your parties at a certain time. Yeah, yeah, Brother Calvert said you hadn't even got to it yet. You, you hadn't really, hadn't started yet. Amen. So we're not going to worry about the time tonight. I don't want him worried about the time. I just want him to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Well, Hallelujah. Amen, amen. So we're so thrilled that you're here, Brother Calvert, and I mean that very, very much. I want everyone to say it with me tonight. Brother Calvert, preach to me. Would you say that? Brother Calvert, preach to me. Thank you, Brother Regan. Thank you, New Life, for allowing us to be here. Amen. You could be seated for a few moments. He told me to take my time, so I will. And uh, Brother Merriman said we can't scream, so it's going to take me a while. He come bringing sandwiches in a while ago and said, I heard we had a long-winded preacher. <laughs> and he had put on the forum about screaming and uh, yelling when you're preaching. So I said, well, if I can't yell and scream, it's going to take me a while. <laughs> but anyhow, we are glad to be here. We appreciate your pastor. Amen. Uh, we we don't have any problems. Well, glory. We're friends and we don't have problems. 
Amen. And I appreciate good like men. Hallelujah. That have good fellowship. Amen. And uh, we believe the same message. We have the same kind of church. We believe in holiness. Amen. And uh, I want to say that I thank him for allowing us to be here. He said we were going to do some trading off. Well, see, he wanted me to do a couple of more services, but after tonight, he won't want me to do it anymore. <laughs> so it'll all be one-sided. And uh, you will be begging for your pastor to get well where he can preach to you. Amen. But, uh, you know, staying in one place means a lot. And uh, staying in a place for 13 years means a whole lot. And uh, I, I want to say I thank Brother Riggin for being a good friend, being a, you know, we don't talk every day on the phone, but we're there if we need each other. And that's what friendship's all about. Amen. But we do appreciate this church and for what it stands. Appreciate your pastor for what he stands for. Amen. Brother Jonathan Alviar preached one time that there is no holiness apostolic churches. But there's only holiness apostolic preachers. And they keep a church holiness and they keep it apostolic. Amen. And thank God for a, a man that'll stay with it. Amen. You say, well, how, how can you speak from that? Well, I am third generation pastor of the same church that started in the 40s. And to stay with it, you go through some battles. You have some battle scars. And I am sorry that I missed Brother, Brother Lee's message last night. I would like to have heard it. I don't even know what he preached. So if I happen to preach what he's preaching, well, I don't know. I tried to get him to replay it tonight, and I'd just stand up here and mouth it. They said how good it was, and they said they didn't get it on tape. So guess what? You get the first edition. Amen. But we are glad to be here. And uh, after tonight, Brother Regan, uh, he won't be asking me back, so you, you better get it all in one night. But if you would stand with me, I do feel like the Lord has put something on my heart. And uh, Brother Merriman, I may get a little loud so that we can eat those sandwiches quicker. Amen. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter number 28 and verse number 10. And if you think that I'm stretching about how long that I've been in church, you can ask Sister Hilton. Because she's known me my whole life. And so uh, that tells you how young I am and how young she is. <laughs> Amen. And we are so glad to have the Epleys with us. And uh, we weren't here last night because we took him out for his 58th birthday. So, a little belated birthday for Brother Epley. Amen. Genesis chapter number 28 and verse number 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted up on a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth. The top of it reached to heaven, 
And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places, whether thou goest and will bring thee again unto this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awakened out of his sleep, and he said, Surely, Lord, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows, and he set it for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place. I'm going to pronounce this my way, if that's okay. Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And if you would, lift your hands and help us right now as we pray and ask God to anoint us tonight. In your name, Jesus. We need you tonight, God. We need your spirit tonight, God. Without you, we're nothing, God. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need your spirit, God. Without you were nothing, Lord Jesus. Without you were nothing, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell them you're glad they're in church. And if you will help me preach for a little while, you may be seated. I would like to preach to you for just a little while. Bethel, El Bethel, and Preacher. And you will see in a little while where we're going. Thank God for the church. Thank God for a building to come to and worship the Almighty God. Thank God for a place that we can call Bethel. When uh, he decided to call the place Bethel, it was designated as God's house. Thank God for his house. I'm glad we live in a country that we have a building we can come to and worship the almighty God. Thank God for the church. Thank God for a place of worship. Thank God for a place we can come. Forget about the world. Thank God for a place to have church. Thank God we can come, we can shout, we can run the aisle, we can feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the church. Thank God for Bethel. I, you say, well, why are you calling it that? I read one commentary said that the, 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 the emphasis need to be put on the L. Bethel. You know what that means? This is not just New Life Pentecostal Church. If this is your church, it ought to become my church. This is my God's house. 
This is my Bethel. You say, what are you trying to say, preacher? When it becomes yours, you don't like nobody talking about it. You don't want nobody talking about my church. Well, glory. You know why? This is God's house. It's not just my house, but it's God's house. In it he dwells. Amen. Thank God for the church. Thank God for Bethel. Amen. I'm glad we have a place to worship. Amen. I'm glad for the house of God. If you would read his, uh, some of the commentators, they uh, uh, say that it was what he designated to be God's place. Now, you may be used to all the fancy preaching you've been hearing, Brother Hepley, and you're your pastor and all this. I'm a, I'm a country boy. So you're getting beans and cornbread. So you, I, I'm glad Brother Lee was here last night to give you something good. So now you can just have some beans and cornbread. Amen. But thank God for the church. You know who makes up the church? Everybody that goes to the New Life Pentecostal Church, raise your hand. Now look around. That's the church. Brother Riggin, you wouldn't have been here 13 years if it wouldn't have been none of those. Yeah, glory. It'd get kind of lonesome preaching to an empty church. It'd get a little, little discouraging preaching to... Brother Epley, I'd get tired of preaching to myself because I don't like to hear me to start with. But thank God for the church. Thank God there's people in the church. Thank God for Bethel. Amen. Thank God for a place to live. Amen. You know, we can come here. We don't have to worry about the world. You know why you act like an apostolic when you come to church? It's an apostolic church. You know why I run the aisles? You run the aisles? Yeah, once in a while. I don't run them as much as I used to, Sister Hilton, so I do this. When I get tired of running, I said, if you see me doing that, I'm making laps. But you know why? Because when I come to church, I don't have to worry about what the world's talking about. I'm glad for the church. I'm glad I have a Bethel in my life. I'm glad for a place to have church. Amen, amen. Genesis chapter number 35 and verse number 6. Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan. That is Bethel. He came to church. I'm just doing, putting this in my own words. Is that all right? Well, anyhow, it's going to be all right. He and all the people that were with him came to the church. They came to Bethel. He brought everybody. Now, you ain't staying home tonight. You're coming to church. And he built there an altar. Well, well, well. Say, what is the altar? The altar is where we can come and we offer up the sacrifice. Amen. Say, well, here's the altars. And he called the place El Bethel. We will get there in a minute. 
when you come to the church house, you need to make you an altar somewhere. I got a little old place. We're having church down in the basement while we're remodeling. I got a little old place down there I still love. Because when we had church in the basement, we had old hot tire roof and the, uh, no ceiling. And the, the hot tar would melt through and get on the pews. And we had old steel posts. And we got a better place to have church now than we did 30 years ago, even in the basement. Because it's got carpet on the floor. When you, I played the drums and you get through uh, uh, playing, you do like that and it'd be brown from the, the dirt off the concrete floor. But you know what? It was God's house. And I got a little, uh, it's a wooden beam now. But I still got a little spot in the basement that I like to go get a hold of that beam. I've done it when we wasn't even having church down there. Because, you see, that was the place that God called me to preach. I was holding that old steel beam. It still has meaning. I still can't have church down there without thinking about, that's my post. Well, let me tell you something. You need to find you a place in Bethel that you can build you an altar. This don't need to be just Pastor Riggins' church. It doesn't just need to be Sister Hilton's church. This needs to become your church. You need to find you a landmark in here where you can come when the troubles are bad, when times are tough, that you go to day in and day out. You can pray at your house, and that's well and good, but i got to find a place in the church where it can become my church. It becomes my church. And he called the place El Bethel because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. Well, glory. El Bethel means God of the house. Or in my terms, God's in the house. You can have this building. There's churches all over uh, Olathan, Kansas City, and Parkville, wherever. All kind of churches. And it's just a building. But when somebody can get in the building and find them a place to pray, make them an altar, then when Jesus comes in the house, it's not just Bethel. It becomes El Bethel. That means God's in the house. You know what will make sinners come into the church and can't sit on the pew? Is when you get Jesus in the house. How do I get Jesus in the house? Find you an altar. Find you a landmark in the church. This is where I'm going to come every night and I'm going to pray through right here. I'm not going to get up until I've touched the throne because I want Jesus in the house. I want Jesus in this house. I want sinners to come in, can't sit on the pew because the Holy Ghost has fallen. How do you get there? You got to build an altar. I'll wait for Pastor Riggins to get up and bring it down. You know why, why we have people leave the church today? They hadn't built an altar there. They hadn't let this be my church. God's in the church. 
You know what? Without God in it, it ain't nothing. Sorry, Brother Merriman, I, I, I forgot to talk quiet. Well, hallelujah. One commentator said, The comfort which the saints have in holy ordinances is not so much from Bethel, but from El Bethel. Because without El Bethel, it's empty. You ever walked into the church about midnight? We don't have any windows in our church except in the foyer. It's dark. My uncle and them used to pastor a little old church down in Arkansas. Not a window in the building. And uh, the only restroom for the parsonage and all was in the back of the church, and the parsonage was over here. And the light switch was back there. And you had to walk from there to back there to use the restroom. And if you didn't have to go before you got there, you did when you got there. Because it was spooky. Because I'm going to tell you what, the devil comes to church. Well, well, I said the devil will come to church. You know what he's looking for? He's looking for someone that hasn't found an altar and that hadn't made this their house. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I got a personal relationship with the almighty God. You know, when I was a little boy, when I wanted something, I went up and I said, Daddy. Our mama. Well, guess what? When I want something from the Almighty, what I do? I crawl up in his lap. I find me a place to pray. And I say, Daddy, I need you. Here's what I need, Daddy. I don't want him to be something out there, just a figment of my imagination. But I want the Almighty to come into the house where it's just not another building. It's not just another house, but it becomes God's house. It's the place where God's spirit's at. We live in a world that they go to church and uh, it's just church. It may be Bethel, but it's not El Bethel. Because God has never even darkened their doors. Say, well, how do we get God in the house? He don't need a door. He don't need a window. All he needs is a few good men. You know what I like about the church? I like when everything's going wrong just to get... I, I could just sit in the church all day if there... When God comes in the house. It's a little spooky going through the church when you're by yourself. But I'm going to tell you what, when you get God in the house, everything's all right. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want my church just to become just a, a building. We're remodeling, and uh, years ago when we moved upstairs, Daddy said, y'all don't worship, we'll go back to the basement. I told my church the other day, I said, guess what happened? <laughs> We're back in the basement. No, they didn't quit worshiping. 
I said, it may have took 30 years, but we're back here. No, they didn't quit worshiping. We've been having powerful church in the basement. You know why? It's not just the building. You can make God's house wherever you're at as long as you invite him in. Well, thank God for people that stuck. How, how many has been here 13 years? Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. He said I could take my time. Well, they brought sandwiches. We ain't got to wait and see if McDonald's stays open. Thank God for people that will stick with it for 13 years. Look around you. You've been through trials. You've been through troubles. But guess what? You're still here. You're still believing the message. Well, you know what? The next 13 years can be better if you'll filter in this church. I ain't going nowhere. I'm here to stay. Well, Glory. It don't matter what devil comes my way. I got me an altar in the church. I got me a place where I'm going to get down and dig it out. Well, glory. Another 13 years, I'd like to come back and see, see uh, that many more that's been here another 13 years. Glory. Say, well, where are you planning on being 13 years? Same place I'm at now. Well, glory. I don't plan on going nowhere. You know why? Because Jesus is in the house. If I told you, said, hey, at, at, at 9 o'clock, the Almighty God's going to show up right here. He's going to walk down that aisle. It's a guarantee. Man, there'd be people all over this. You couldn't, you couldn't get everybody in this building. Well, I'm going to tell you what. He'll come to the house every night if we get us an altar. Every night we come to Bethel, I want it to be hell, Bethel. I want it to be, I, I, I told him, let me give you just a, uh, oh, I'm trying to hurry. We was in the basement of our church years ago and we had one parking lot. And it was mud about that deep, about there again because the parking lot shot. I went and got gravel the other day and put mud holes on an asphalt parking lot. Pulled in there, and it wasn't, it was just an old building. It was a basement building, Sister Hilton. Old hot tire, you sit down, you had a new suit on, you liable to sit down on, the, on one of the old three theater seats we had in there, and you couldn't get up. You was hot tired to the seat. But guess what? It wasn't just a building. It might have been Bethel, but El Bethel became the norm. We had a lady pull into the parking lot one night, and she came into church, and uh, she, she, she backslid today. But anyway, she, she came into church, and she got scared because somebody was having apostolic church. Somebody had invited Jesus in the house. She sat back there, and I remember she had her arms folded about like this, and, buddy, you could tell she wasn't liking what was going on. She went to go get out of the parking lot, and guess what? It was one way in and one way out. And another 10 cars came in after her. She came back in, sat down on the pew, and got the Holy Ghost. Somebody had made an altar in the church. Somebody said, I'm not going to have just Bethel. I'm going to have El Bethel. I want Jesus in the house. I want Holy Ghost in the house. I want the almighty God to come down in the house. 
Well, I wonder if anybody in New Life wants to make this not just Bethel, not just the house of God. I want God in the house. And it's not just those that's been here for 13 years. Their church, this is my church. This is my musicians. That's my pastor. This is my church. I have to set you all down so I can hurry up. We don't want the bread to get stale. We had church a few years ago. And I've been praying. I said, God, I said, let them feel, feel the anointing when they walk into the parking lot. We had a backslider came in. We was having church upstairs. Backslider came in. She said, I opened the door of my car and I, I felt it. So she thought she'd go in the basement door. Well, she didn't know we had already made that El Bethel. She didn't know we had already invited God in the basement. Yeah, that's where she started. But she walked in that door, and the minute she opened the door, the tears started rolling. She come walking up the stairs with tears running down her eyes. She started to sit out on the pew, and somebody looked at her in motion to the front. She just kept on walking right on down to the altar. You know why that happened? It wasn't just Bethel, but God was in the house. Well, how do we get God in the house? you got to find you an altar. You need to find you a landmark. Man, I, I feel them goosebumps up and down my back right now. Some of you may have, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, I've only been pastor about almost seven years. But Sister Hilton, I, I, I ain't never been out of the truth. I've been raised in it. I've been, I cut my teeth on the, I've been a, a PK and a, 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 a grandkid PK my entire life. Amen. I ain't going to see nowhere to turn around either. Well, it keeps getting better. I, I don't know why I'm preaching what I'm preaching other than God gave it to me to preach here tonight. And I come to tell somebody, uh, I, I get a little tired of anybody. We used to have a man that came to our church for a couple of years. And it never was his church. He'd always say, oh, God's really blessing y'all here, isn't he? Oh, the Lord's blessing y'all. No, he's blessing you too if you let him. Well, it's a little quiet now. Brother Merriman, I'm trying to slow down. I'm giving Brother Merriman a hard time. It's, he knows I'm picking. Guess what? You need to make this your church. I don't care. I'm trying to be good. I don't care what nobody else is doing. I don't care what other kind of what other kind of program they got going on. This is my church. Well, you ain't gonna talk about my church. It's not just Bethel, it's not just El Bethel. This is my church. This is my church. 
Thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. Thank God for Jesus in the house. Thank God for Jesus in the house. I told you he wouldn't want me back no more. Well, glory. I've got a man that's been in our church through three generations of pastors. He told Brother Epi the other day, he said, I wore out two and working on the third. That's old brother Sam Wheeler. He's almost 90 years old. But you know what he said when I took over almost seven years ago, brother? Brother Riggin, he come over, he hugged my daddy first the night daddy retired. My dad gave me seven hours notice that I was going to pastor the church. I appreciate plenty of time. He walked to the pulpit and preached, and he said, I'm through. I said, well, night, there's your new pastor. Old brother Sam went walking up there and hugged my daddy's neck. Been there. Sister Hilton, no, he's, he's been faithful. He'd been there. It used to drive further than anybody in our church, and nothing stopped him. He walked up that night after church and tears running down his face, and he got me like this. And he still loves me that way. He'll pat me like this right here. He said, I was with your grandpa, and I was with your daddy. And he said, as long as you stay with the book, I'm going to be with you. Because this is my church. Well... It ain't always been easy. It ain't always been living on easy street. But guess what? He's almost 90 years old, and still you let the right, 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 right thing hit him, and you'll see him going. He's going around the pews. He's shouting around the pews. He'll get up there when somebody's trying to get the Holy Ghost. He can't move too fast anymore. But he's still going to have church. You know why? It wasn't just Bethel or El Bethel. It was his church. You need to get a look for New Life Pentecostal Church. This is my church. This is my house. It may be God's house, but it's my house. This is where, this is where I get what I need. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. Thank God for people that want to have good church. Well, you know what? You're going to go through a dry spell once in a while. You know what that's time to do? Find that old landmark of yours. I got several spots in the church I like to pray in. And guess what? If I can't find something in one spot, I'm going to another spot. Because I remember getting touched over here. Well, Sister Hilton, I remember... Too many years ago. I'm still just a young man. Don't let the gray fool you and the bald head fool you. We had church and we had prayer meeting in the basement. And we walked upstairs and Brother Hilton was there and he was our youth leader and he looked at me and we had had powerful prayer meeting. He said, you ready to have church, boy? Man, tears was running down my face. I was ready to have church. It wasn't just Bethel. Jesus was already in the house. He don't need a door. All he's looking for is an invitation for somebody to let him in the house. 
wasn't a drop of music going. Me and Brother Hilton, we shook hands, and it was just like a lightning bolt. We started shouting. Well, you know why? Because Jesus was in the house. I'm glad for Bethel. I'm glad for El Bethel. But I don't want it to be. Now, I'm going to put this in, 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 in terms for new life. This is not just Pastor Riggins' church. And I like what he said. It's not just Pastor Riggins' anniversary. It took some people to stay here for 13 years. So we ought, you ought to be looking at it saying, hey, we're having an anniversary tonight. We fought some giants. Thank God for the church. Thank God that he's in the church. Hey, I wouldn't give you two cents for going to church. I had a, a, a center man tell me this week he's come to our church a few times. He said, I won't tell you one thing. He said, I've been to a lot of churches. He said, and I can sit there in most of those and I can do this. Was you there that day when he said that? And he said, but there's something about coming to your church. Well, you know what it is? It's not the building. He's been in buildings that's a whole lot fancier than our building. But we got Jesus in the house. It's not just Bethel. It's El Bethel. I better get on. I'm, I, I'm running behind. 1 Kings 13 and 1. And behold, there came a man of God. Out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. Well, well, well. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar. In the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord. Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David. Josiah by name. And upon thee shall he offer the priest of high places that burn incense upon thee. Men's bones shall be burned upon thee. And he gave a sign the same day saying, This is the sign which the Lord hath spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent. I'm going to try to skip down so I can get through these. Came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God. Well, you probably thought we was through when we got the church and we got Jesus in the church. Guess what else you got to have? You got to have a preacher. You got to have a man of God. Not just a hireling, but you got to have a man of God. And the king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God and pray for me, that my hand may be restored me again. And the man of God besought the Lord. And the king's hand was restored unto him again and became as it was before. Thank God for Bethel. Thank God for El Bethel. Thank God for a man of God. You know what you ought to be saying right now is not thank God for a man of God. Thank God for 
my man of God. Well, I didn't ask Brother Riggins could I preach this tonight. Thank God for a preacher that'll stick with it for 13 years. I don't know what you come expecting to hear tonight, but I told you you got beans and cornbread. Thank God for the preacher. No, that ain't how I want to look at it. Thank God for my man of God. You know what? We, we, we need to thank God every day that we got... I, I'm putting this in your terms. Like, okay, just, just, just follow me along here. Thank God every day for my man of God. Every day you ought to get up and say, God, I thank you for my pastor. You know what will let you become part of El Bethel? Is if you get close to the man of God. Because you see, there's only one thing that stands closer to God than you do. And that's the man of God. He stands between you and the almighty God. Thank God for a man of God. Thank God for the preacher. I'm going to do what I feel like doing here in a minute. Well, I'm just making myself at home. I, I ain't looking for nowhere to preach. I got a church that's waiting for, for me to get back home, I think. No, I want it right up there. I, I want it where everybody can see it. Thank God for a pastor. Thank God for a man that'll 13 years later, you know, we got we, we have some preachers that just hop around like uh, bunny rabbits, but thank God for a preacher that'll stick it out. Kind of like some saints that hop around, you know. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and preach, preacher. Get off, get, 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 quit meddling, go on. Hallelujah. But thank God for a man of God, not a hireling. You know the difference in a man of God and a hireling? Hireling goes and uh, does his little two hours settlement and he goes home and it's all over with. Get up in the easy chair, don't call me, I'll call you. Well, glory. My wife sometimes, she said, honey, why do you got two cell phones? Because usually they're both ringing. But thank God for a preacher. Thank God for a preacher. Thank God for a man of God. Thirteen years. Do you think it's all? You slept good every night, hadn't you? It's a little quiet now, but that's okay. You can have a church. You can have God in the church. But if you don't have a man of God, before long, Jesus will leave the house. But thank God for a man. Will you come sit up here for me? I'm just obeying the Holy Ghost tonight. He probably, see, I told you he wouldn't have me back after tonight. That's why I got him up here in front of everybody. He won't want me to do that no more. The Bible said in Romans. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? 
How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. Thank God for the church. Thank God for Jesus in the house. But new life, let me tell you something. Even if Pastor Riggins wasn't here, there'd still be a church, maybe. But it might not be the kind of church it is today. And I know it wouldn't be the same kind of church without El Bethel. Without God being in the house. Well, I'm going to tell you, New Life Pentecostal Church, you better thank God you got a man of God in the house. Thank God for the church. Thank God for being in the church. But thank God for my pastor. Thank God for the man that has the most beautiful feet. Thank God for the man that walks down my aisle. Thank God for a man that will stand in the face of the devil. You say, oh, his feet ain't pretty. No, he may have devil's teeth under his toenails. He may have devil's blood on his shins. He may be scarred up from his knees down. But you know what he's done? He's fought the very flames of hell to make an apostolic church in Olathe, Kansas. Thank God for the church. Thank God for Bethel. Thank God for Bethel. But oh, how beautiful are the feet of my man of God. It doesn't need to be Pastor Riggins or the pastor of new life. But you need to get something in you. This becomes my church. This becomes my house with God in it. That becomes my pastor. Thank God for a man that will stand in the, in the face of the devil. Thank God for 13 years for a man wading through problems. Wading through the muck and the mire. Waiting through your, your ups and downs and, and, and not having good church and, and somebody leaving because they had higher, higher uh, expectations. Thank God for a man of God. Thank God for a man of God. Thank God for my preacher. Brother Riggins hasn't told me. I don't know nothing about this church. He and I talk once in a great while. It's usually at a meeting or something. But the Lord put this on my heart for this church tonight. I wonder how many have stood on the, on the outskirts. And, well, it's a place to go. But it's never really become my church. We've been in a remodeling project. and Oh, you say, Pastor, I've had him ask me, he said, Pastor, why'd you start one in the middle of the economy being bad? God told me to. We was up there having, working the other night, and a young man been having some problems. Come into my office, he said, I need to see you before we work. I go in the office and tears is rolling down. He said, Pastor, I want to do what's right. And we go out and guess what we do? We stop the church work and we all gather around in a huddle. 
we're up there in that remodeling project, sheetrock dope everywhere and dust everywhere. And, and we're, man, we're praying to have a Holy Ghost come right down in that building where there ain't no pews in it. Thank God for a church. Thank God for a preacher. Oh, his feet are battle scarred. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, uh, pardon the expression, I see vomit that he's walked through. I see the muck and the mire that he's waded through. His pants legs has got, got just mud on them from day in, day out, wading through the muck and the mire to have an apostolic church. Thank God for a pastor. Thank God for a man of God. Thank God for not a hireling. Not one that goes home and just lets the world go by. Once church is over, just forget about it. No, but thank God for a man 13 years. I, I, I don't even have to ask him. It ain't been smooth sailing all 13 years. Let me ask New Life something tonight. Sister Rigan, would you want to come to this music? I'm trying to, I'm trying to shut it down. I kind of wish all your people was here right now. Don't you know? You know what will make you have good church? Is knowing you've got a pastor for 13 years. He's waited. Feet's got stuck in the mud. But he didn't go down. He kept on waiting. Yeah, he had some good people behind him. But imagine where he could have went if everybody would get Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know nothing about anybody here. I've known Sister Hilton all my life, but we, we don't see each other often. I've known Brother, Brother Jerry Hilton, his family. Up, but I don't see him all the time. I don't even talk to him. So I don't know anything about this church other than what the Holy Ghost is talking tonight. You need to get New Life Pentecostal, and it become more than just Bethel. Bethel kind of means home. El Bethel means Jesus is in the house. And thank God for a pastor. Thank God for a preacher. How beautiful, how beautiful are those gnarly toenails that have kicked the devil right in the teeth. Oh, and you say, oh, how many times has he, has he walked the floor and waded through the, the very depths of hell for you at night while you're in bed asleep? He's worried about your soul. Thank God for a preacher. Thank God for a preacher. Everybody stand. Brother Regan, stay sitting down. I come to tell new life something tonight. <laughs> Told you I'm just an old country preacher. Maybe this has never become your church. Maybe Pastor Riggins has never become. 
It's not on his account. I think I've been around this man enough to know he's not out after nobody. Yeah, but you don't know, Pastor Calvert, he's, he's walked down my street. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for a man that's got broad enough shoulders to stand up in the face of the devil and say, Oh, I know they won't like it, but I got to go to church and preach tonight. I got to preach some things out and some things in. Well, glory. If you come to New Life Pentecostal Church, I'm going to tell you what, it, it ain't the, they ain't the fanciest preacher in the world that you ought to be looking up to. Uh, Brother Epley's a, a great evangelist. We love Brother Epley. But I'm going to tell you what, after Brother Epley left, guess who's going to be here? It's your man of God. It's your pastor. And how beautiful are the feet. I have a lot of preacher friends, and a lot of them I like to hear preach. But you know who, who my favorite preacher was? Forty years ago, it was with Grandpa. Eight years ago, it was my, my daddy. Now I get to love all the preachers. Let me tell you something, New Life Pentecostal Church. There's a whole city of Olaf out here that can become one. A whole lot of sinners that can be one. But how can you invite them to your church and to your El Bethel if you don't accept the preacher? From one pastor to some more saints. Get as close to that man of God as you can get. Get as, You know what? He spent miserable nights praying for you. Praying that, praying that God, don't let him be lost. Nights that you've been out having a good time, young people. Your pastor's been home praying for you. Oh, God, keep your hand upon him. God, I see him going down the wrong road. Oh, God, how beautiful is his feet. I'm going to tell you what, New Life Pentecostal Church, that's the most beautiful feet in your life. Oh, but you don't understand, Pastor Cowell. He steps on me once in a while. Yeah, and every time he's doing it, you ought to look up and say, Oh, how beautiful are the feet of my man of God. How beautiful are his feet. Oh, but he just stomped on me. Yeah, but let me tell you something. He stomped on you with love. He maybe stepped on you to keep you from jumping out a window. Oh, how beautiful are the feet of the man of God. Thank God for the church. Thank God for El Bethel. Thank God for a man of God that'll preach the word. That'll stand for truth. Let me tell you something. I'm not telling you to bow at the preacher's feet. That's not what I'm telling you. But you need to get as close to that man right there as you can get.
Hallelujah. 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 Say, well, Pastor Calvert, you haven't preached a, a real high-stepping sermon for an anniversary service. Yeah, because you know why? You could be looking at the next 13 years as the best years of your life if you have the church Bethel, if you'll make it God's house, if you'll make it your house and get you an altar here, and if you'll let that be your man of God. The last 13 years, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. You ain't seen nothing yet. Is there anybody in this church that thinks that's the most beautiful feat? If there is, you ought to gather around up here right now. You ought to gather around and let this man of God know, I've been with you this long. We're going to do it for 13 more years. We're going to be here 25. We're going to be here 50 years. I just want you to know, Pastor Riggins, this is my church. This is my church. This is God's house. And you're my pastor. You're my man of God. Come on. Somebody needs to make this your church tonight. Somebody needs to make this God's house. Somebody needs to make this my pastor tonight. This is my pastor. Thank God for my man of God. Oh, look how beautiful. I'm not talking about physically beautiful feet. Thank God for the feet that walk all over me. Thank God for the man of God that walks down my street. Thank God for the preacher that preaches to me day in and day out. Come on, new life. Is this your church? Is this your house of God? Is this your preacher? Thank God for the preacher. Thank God for the preacher. Oh, how beautiful are his feet. Oh, look at the blood stains. Look at the flesh between his toes. Where he's kicked the devil. He said, devil, you ain't going to have this church. Devil, you ain't going to have it. This is going to be my church. This is going to be my house of God. Preach to me. 
stepping on my toes. Don't worry. I got to be saved. I got to be saved. I'm not going to be saved unless I got a man of God in my life. Unless I got a preacher in my life. Some of you still standing there. I, I really haven't made him my man of God yet. This really hadn't been. Tonight would be a good night to make this your church. Tonight would be a good night to make this my church with my God in it. And it's my pastor. From tonight on, Brother Regan, you're my pastor. Whatever you do. Well, come on. I know what I'm feeling here. Yeah. Somebody needs to say. I'm making, I'm making me a new landmark. From tonight forward, that's my pastor. I may have been coming here a, a month, two months, six months, six years. I've never let him be my pastor. He's my pastor. He's my man of God. This is my man of God. Come on, new life. You want to really have church around here? You let him be your man of God. You let him be your preacher. You let this be your house of God. You let this be the house that God wants to come into. You let this be your man of God. Well, come on.
that think that you're your pastor, you ought to be getting in the line right here ready to shake hands with him telling him you're thankful he's your man of God. All you men in New Life Pentecostal Church, you shouldn't be waiting for pastor to come to you right now. You ought to be coming to him. I'm glad you're my pastor. Well, you ought to be in line. You should be almost pushing each other. I got to shake hands with my man of God. Let him know I'm behind him. Let him know that this is my church. He's my preacher. You ought to be excited about it. We, we, ain't, we ain't defeated tonight. We're just building up. We're just saying, thank God for our preacher. You ought, you ought to be just running up there. I, glad you're my preacher. I'm glad you're my friend. And I don't know. Hug his neck. Just shake his hand. Don't do it if you don't mean it. But if you mean it, you ought to be saying, thank God you're my pastor. Thank God you're my man of God. Thank God. Yeah, every day you ought to be thanking God that you got a preacher. Thank God for a preacher. Thank God for the preacher. Thank God for the preacher. Thank God for the preacher. 
You can sing now. Lord, preacher, said no hugging. I must be saved. Oh, preacher, preach to me. Preacher, preach to me. Oh, preacher, preach to me. Preacher. 